Earthlings, and welcome to your weekly dose of newsy infotainment. It's Let's Be Treasonable, coming to you from Treasonable Studios in Los Angeles with your cognitive dissidents on the panel this week. She is a comedian, a world traveler, a statistician, and the host and creator of the Villains of History podcast, which can now be heard on the Hoo-Ha-Ha podcast network, Always a pleasure to have her with us. Kat Alvarado, welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. And you introduced me as a statistician instead of an economist I now. I well, don't know. Is that a promotion? <laughs> well, it's, I, I think a correction. Uh, I suppose it's, so. You know, you actually, I think you did correct me once and then you you would let it go. And I, I do appreciate the grace period. But, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to be factual here. so. Right I'll take on. both. I think I'm, I'm both a little bit of an economist and a little bit of a statistician because a lot of statistics I do have to do with social science and behavioral economics. So mm-hmm. there you go. Well, yeah. much much like you, I am a little bit country and a little bit rock and roll. I went for the Downey and Marie fans out there, just aging myself in front of the young chick. All right, hey. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you for being here. Uh, very very stoked to have you. And as always, we are joined by comedian, scholar, and the black voice of reason. Always a pleasure to introduce Mr. Time and Ship. Welcome, sir. Thank you, Dave. Power to the people. Good to be here with Kat. Another great Saturday. Kind of gloomy out, but uh, it's going to make some excitement. Well, you know, I mean, from the L.A. perspective, uh, how long have we pretty much been in a drought? So, hooray, a little bit of rain. Like, this this could actually make winter. We get a little snowpack in the mountains. That means we have water to drink next year. And then from the, the former Midwesterner perspective, uh, who's been out here for a while, it's like, oh, fuck yeah, weather. Like, we, we can have weather here. Sweet. Yeah, and I feel like we got lucky this season. Uh, not as much fire as in the past at least not in southern california probably because it already all burned yeah well, all the fires went north that's you know yeah. that's where it's cool that's where the cool fires are <laughs> <laughs> but there i mean you know santa barbara it's it's north of here but not north you know not northern california it's, yeah um oh there is one over there right now isn't there oh, yeah darn it that's well you know, in the, in every season, a little fire must fall. That's uh, the California state motto, I believe. I could be wrong on that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with it. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, it is it is nice. I'm not saying oh, climate change is real. Climate change is real. But this it, it is interesting that we are finally starting to get autumnal towards the end of October, which is is kind of nice. I I have grown accustomed to Thanksgiving dinner in shorts. So, I mean, they're, you know, not happy about the disastrous effects of climate change, but I will enjoy the the few good effects while we still have them. I feel like we do get winter, but somehow it's, everything's just pushed back a little bit, you know? Like, it doesn't get really cold until end of December and then into January, February. Yeah. And then we have, like, cold-ass spring. Yeah. That's what we get. And it doesn't get warm again until June. So we just it's cold ass spring all the way to the end of May. But you remember when like winter used to be like our rainy season? Like when I first yeah. I first moved out here in February of of 2000. And that was when like and really for the first close to 10 years I lived here, you know, it was like, oh yes, winter is the thing where sometime between October and January it rains a good amount of the time and then it gets 
cold. Yeah, it was like rainy and cold winters. And then we'd also get a lot of wind, windy, windy falls, and then rainy, cold winter. And I remember that when I was a little kid. Uh, it was We had the first El Nino in the late 90s, and I was in elementary school. And I have distinct memories uh, of being a little little kid. My dad would have to put up uh, sandbags around the house, not around, not in the, around the backyard, right, right, to make sure we didn't have like mud issues. And I, I would always be like, "Oh my God, there's so much rain!" There'd be like you know four inches of rain in like the uh, you know right by the curb, and I'd like want to step in it with a little rain. <laughs> of course. Boot. I have all kinds of rain memories, and I loved rainy days at school. Rainy days when you had to like be inside. Because I, I was bad at all the sports. So being inside <laughs> during lunch and, and recess was the best for me. I loved rainy days. I'm like, yeah, you know what? We did have a lot more of those back then. And yeah. You know, no wonder the kids are shooting each other in school. It's, I mean, maybe not. That Maybe maybe going a little far with, uh, with explaining oh, the not. behavior. I, I live it, so yeah. Well, yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's not meteorologically related. Oh, <laughs> you know, no. It's inspired. Yeah, correlation isn't causation. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's, I also, as a kid, big fan of the, the rainy day recess. Because um, it was like, you know, you're in fifth grade, but everyone gets to sort of act like you're in kindergarten because you're all jammed into a class running around with the teacher just barely supervising. Eh, it's recess. Yeah, you can see like little crossword puzzles and read little books, play yeah. with Legos or something for an hour. I was just an indoor kid. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. I also... Fairly indoor kid, liked riding the bicycle. You know, it's, I was, I mean, I had a group of friends, but uh, a lot of the solo pursuits were just kind of the, like, yeah, I'm into that. Hindsight being 2020. Speaking of all that hindsight, I am just now realizing I never really introduced myself here, and uh, you should know who I am at this point. But in case you don't, I am Dr. David Robinson. I am your Vin Scully. For the impending apocalypse, whether it is meteorological or political in nature, still remains to be seen. But think about that for just a minute while we take a break for a message from our sponsors at Community Spread. It's morning in America, and people are waking up to the great taste of Community Spread. I kind of want toast, but it can be so boring. Butter, margarine, jams, jellies... I want something new. Here, try this. It's community spread. But you've already taken a bite out of it. What are you, smooth down there? Try it. Whoa, that's sick. But what's in it? What's in community spread? We're still waiting for the CDC to let us know. Well, it's deli- Wait, did he just say the CDC? That's right. Community spread. Available at... Actually, I don't know where I got it. No, but seriously, back to that CDC thing. And it's not just for toast. Pancakes, waffles, sandwiches... Why, there's no telling where it'll show up. Community spread isn't recommended for older adults or people with chronic health conditions. Stop using community spread if you've experienced difficulty breathing or shortness of breath, persistent pain or pressure in the chest, bluish lips or face, new confusion, or an inability to arouse. Community spread. From the folks who brought you, I can't believe I'm not better. It's the toast-topping sensation that's sweeping the nation, and there's nothing you can do about it. And new from the makers of Community Spread, it's Unmitigated Spread Variants. If you barely acknowledged Community Spread before, try Unmitigated Spread Variants. Available in Delta Plus variant everywhere now and when you least expect it. Unmitigated Spread Variants. It's time for another peak. Have you heard about the Delta Plus 
Delta Plus. That yeah. sounds like a, a it's, another it's, tier at Delta Airlines. Well, <laughs> like, I was thinking it's like a new streaming Delta service. Now. Like, uh, hey, yeah, <laughs> did you hear uh, he got Delta Plus? Yeah, he's he like just binged Loki in like two days. Delta Plus now with more legroom. <laughs> <laughs> it's. Ah, I mean, of course, you know the uh, the vi- it's a virus. It's going to mutate, but the oh, I, I have I have like now taken to admonishing people with uh, effectively the viral, like literally viral, not internet, you know, or societal viral, but the the equivalent of this is why we can't have nice things, like. It, it, I'm not saying I'm triggered by it, but whenever anyone's like, oh, I'm so tired of these masks, it's like, well, you know why? You know why we still have to wear them? Because people are tired of the masks. Because I don't want to do, well, you know what? It's, I mean, fucking as, as uh, Pink Floyd so wisely wrote, you can't have your pudding if you don't eat your meat. And. <laughs> Pudding yeah, is sure. is British for dessert. dessert. Yeah. Right. But the thing is, it's like, if you want all this shit to be over, do the work to fucking end it. You know? I like, got my booster. Get, get vaccinated, wear masks, maintain distance. Really simple shit. Yeah, it's a pain in the ass, but you know what? This is going to keep going on if you don't fucking do it because yeah, but here's the root cause the root cause of why it's still going it's it's not a surface level fear of vaccines or anti-vax like that it is because everybody is in a cult right now like all the people who are anti-vax are kind of in a cult i was listening to a, a, a another podcast yesterday kind of going into depth about this and how um there are groups who really think that mrna means it's going to change your dna and because they're religious they believe your dna is from god imago day and so they're like we, you can't do anything that changes your dna because that's an affront to god and democrats are demonic they hate god they want to give you demon dna we eat babies yeah uh, apparently <laughs> we do and it, it's this whole like it, it it's it's a religious thing almost. It's you know, wild. You know, it's wild. I grew up in the church. I was an usher. I got baptized. I got baptized twice. <laughs> I've, it's, you know, I've been around when people Same. start when people were talking all this religious and all this stuff. You know, it's like our science is is way better than what it was 30, 40 years ago. We are so advanced from genomes to you name it. We are so, and you're yet questioning, and then you talk religion, and like you said, there are cults being done. There are people who are buying into them. When I went and got my booster, I got went over to the to the cigar lounge. The guy said, well, did you have a, did you kind of like hesitate? No. I planned it like I planned anything else. Are you, did you, I mean, did you have any problems? Or No. Which one did you get? I said, I got the Pfizer. Oh. And you feel great? Yes. I'm going to sit and have me some scotch, and I'm having me a cigar, and I'm going to sit back and watch this this baseball game. I mean, it's like he's like, um, but it made all your hair fall out. (laughs) No, I was like that before. Yeah, and I'm (laughs) looking at. But wait a minute, he's way bigger than me. This guy's got to be about six five. He's weighing probably two eighty. I'm like, you are in no position to be questioning anything, dude. Get the shot, and you probably got high blood pressure, and you probably are borderline diabetic. But yet you're sitting there asking me all these questions. You didn't even think about it. No. And I told you, I don't have conversations with people about this whole, you know, I don't want nobody telling me, taking my freedom, or I don't want anyone telling me what to do. 
I'm I'm surprised we can't we we can get a, a we, I'm surprised we can't get a vaccine in the 7-Eleven. We got them so many places. This was so well, you, easy. You probably can, but I don't know if I would. You know, if, any anywhere with uh, fake roses and crack pipes being sold on the counter, probably not the best place to get your yeah. vaccine booster. I'm, but I'm my, gonna go ahead and agree with that. Yeah, but my my <laughs> point of view is, is I'm saying it just no no, looks, no I agree. It just look you can go wherever you the want. The thing is, everybody's bought into these. It's these conspiracy theories is almost a, like addition to religion, wherein somehow the, the Democrats have demonic powers or or want to take God away from everything. And that, the, you know, COVID is a conspiracy from Democrats, as are the, the vaccines. And what we have to do is somehow take that apart. I don't know how you decultify people specifically, but I well, mean, they, I are, they like, are fact resistant. So it's, you know, really that's are. really not an option. And the craziest thing is religion wise religion wise my dad always said like just look at the jesus part of the bible don't look at anything else and don't let anybody <laughs> talk to you about anything else like just hold on to that and it's the best advice ever because i see all this other shit all this bullshit and none of it's in the bible y'all it's not there mm-hmm. so what the fuck are you believing in yeah <laughs> one you know one of the things and i i know these aren't the advancements you were you were addressing time and but kind of going back to the cult and the hating thing and it i have to say as as a jewish american I sort of long for the good old days when we were just blamed for killing Jesus. Like this whole eating babies shit. Like none of that. We, you know that wasn't even on the table. I, I look at I look Maybe at the, the fact wrong. that I look at the fact that. Can you imagine if Jim Jones had been what was alive during what we have now? Jim Jones well, took out. Jim Jones got nine hundred people to a thousand people to pack up their shit, sell everything, and go to the French Guyana and kill themselves. And he had guys give him his wife. If he would have had social media like what these people have, yeah, but oh you know, God. you know where it would have fallen apart though is like because well, you, you get the have. pandemic, everyone's like stuck in their homes. And you can, as we've seen from Facebook, and I don't know if you guys saw the uh, the article that was in the in because it was a late edition, but uh, regarding the the Facebook reports, the the whole Carol Smith story. Yes, I was just reading it. So it's like, yeah, you don't need to get everyone together physically to radicalize them, but getting them to poison their own Kool Aid would be a lot more difficult if you know they had to do it at home. Then again, I say that. And then I think, yeah, but they're eating horse paste. They're so, eating the horse paste. They're also not getting their vaccines. But so you like, believe Joe Rogan? Do you believe Joe Rogan? Well, I, Joe, Joe, Joe Rogan just, I mean, he went up against Sanji Gupta and told the doctor, well, you know, I've I, I tested this that. Is, I know this. And this I'm like, is like the problem with the whole both sidesism and all viewpoints are valid and, and everything. It's like, if if I have a big legal problem that I have to deal with, mm-hmm. I'm going to consult a lawyer, and I'm going to consult the best lawyer that I can afford. I am not then going to say, yeah, but what does a four-year-old think about this? And then go find a four-year-old to <laughs> well, get their perspective. Well, Seriously. Like it, and I, that's what a lot of these people are doing. And this is this is like, the, well, I saw it on Facebook. This is why when, like, when you're talking to someone, and even if they're talking about a legitimate news source or story, and well, you know, I, I read it on Google News. It's like, yeah, okay, but Google News has everything from the Daily Beast to Fox News to, I mean, I've, I, there are things like right. the Washington Times that I've blocked because it's like, I, you know, I, I like to know what the crazy people are thinking, but I don't want bullshit flooding my newsfeed. Well, it's like the basketball players who are saying, well, I got to do more research. 
You play basketball. What, you you, what research do you need to do the, about the vaccine? Well, I mean, I'm not sure yet. I mean, we gotta we gotta dive more into it. How much more diving? Well, Hell, what, they even what, had a black woman. Generally, you know, we were talking about relationships and and like coded language before we started recording, and I've got to do more research. I think is just the coded way of saying I haven't found a quote unquote expert who says the shit that I already believe. So. I got to keep looking for that. Like all, all of all of the research that I've done up to this point has not proven the things that I already believe. Honestly, so I need to, like, I need I need to, to do keep more doing research. research. It's a dog whistle. It's a dog whistle to politely say, "Oh, I believe probably anti-Semitic conspiracy theories spread by crackpots on on the internet." That's what yeah. that means without saying it actually. Like he's just given everybody a red flag. And I'm not. I'm normally one to be like, "Hey, don't judge people off of one thing." But I think in this case, I feel pretty secure. No, in it's, saying it's, that's the well, politically it's sort of like the conversational equivalent of wearing an affliction T-shirt. It's mm. like if you are wearing an affliction T-shirt, I already know more about you than I ever wanted to. And it's the first and most important thing is I know I don't want to talk. Well, to you. all the athletes who are saying that they don't basically they've told them, look, the NBA has already said you will or you're not playing. And if you want to blow 40 million dollars a year. Just to run up and down a quarter plate, by all means. But New York told Kyrie Irving, "Look, it's you know the Brooklyn Nets told him, he said, look, it's not, not, it's not about the team. The state of New York says you must be vaccinated to be in a, a, a place where you have over twenty thousand people there, or over, over a thousand. You have to well, be vaccinated." Well, you you had mentioned last week that Kyrie Irving said his issue wasn't the science; it's that he doesn't like being told what to do. And I, that was just like echoing my head all week. And I'm thinking like, yeah, good thing you don't play a team sport where there's a coach, uh, you know, and, and people who, um, oh, tell you what to do. Right. Oh, it's the emotional maturity of a fucking 12 year old. Don't tell me what to do. You're not my dad. You're not the boss You're of not me. You're not me. Um, yeah. yeah, motherfucker, we live in a society. The government is the boss of all of us. If you don't want that to be the case, we'll move to Mars. Like, well, but yet they'll buy into you. Marjorie Taylor Greene and Matt Gates and mm-hmm. Jim. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Jim. Jim. Jim jo- Jordan. Jim Jordan. Yeah, I mean, Jack- those the- jacketless Jim Jordan, yeah. the, the uh, child rape apologist. Yeah. How, how does Marjorie? How do people just buy into that chick? Because I, she buys into all the internet conspiracy theories that they're really stupid and also believe. So they're like two birds of a feather. They finally feel like they're being represented. Yeah, I mean, it comes down to like what I was saying with Kyrie Irving. It's like she is saying what they already believe, and, and it, it's funny because uh, I had a I had a psych professor in college who said, if you remember anything from this class, remember this. Or there were two things, uh, but I do remember both of them. Odd enough that I just remembered there were two, but uh, I blame the drugs. Uh, one of them is psychology is the science of behavior. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he was telling anecdotes, and this is probably why it stuck. You know, he's like, I mean, I've I've been teaching this class for like 30 years. You know, I'll be like at the airport in St. Louis and rushing to get to my gate, and someone will run by in the other direction going, science of behavior. And it's like, I, that was one of my students. Mm-hmm. But the other thing, and the main principle of psychology is that people function on the idea that I know what I like and I like what I know. Mm-hmm. And that that is their comfort. That is their, their metaphorical weighted blanket. Mm-hmm. And when you challenge what they 
know with actual facts, mm-hmm. then you're trying to take their blanket away. And, mm-hmm. and they don't like that. that and, and people will invest a lot in, in a certain ideology. And then when they find out that that's wrong, it creates, the, what's the word? The cognitive dissonance. dissonance. Yeah. Cognitive dissonance. And that's a very uncomfortable place to be in. And then they choose to double down because of, of the sunk cost that they have already put into being this person. And it is hard to admit you're wrong. People have a lot of pride in that. Like, they're mm. not going to do it. Even if there's all the evidence in the world, they're just like, no, I won't. Yeah. I'm right. I, I told my brother not to move my sister out of here. And, um, <laughs> he did it anyway. And I gave him constant. I said, dude, I'm, I'm telling you. And then I told her, don't come here. One, it's very expensive to live here. I tell him, dude, don't move out of here. So, what does he do? Does it anyway. And, and then now, wants you to pick up the slack. Well, no, no. He's oh, got, well, he's having, I tell, he's, having, he's having all kinds of problems. They're, they're arguing, they're fighting. He, you know, he's telling I'm going to file, get a restraining order against her. I mean, all this. And so he called me. I guess he was wanted me. I said, James, <laughs> uh, you created that drama. I warned you. And I'm going to let you have it. Okay, you told me I didn't know what I was talking about. I was out here in California before you. I told you about California. Every time I told you something, I was right. I'm not going to, it's not about this being right. It's, man, you guys just don't listen and you like drama. So I'm going to leave it to you. And I believe, and even though the facts were there, all the facts, like she, like, like she was saying, the facts were there. You were told you ignored them. And now you want someone to give you sympathy. And it's like, no, I'm going to let you lay in your bed that you created. It, it reminds me of when I was in my 20s and I would date a guy who had a million red flags and everybody would tell me like, no, he's never leaving his wife or something like that. You know, and <laughs> I'd be like, no, he loves me. It's real. It's real. like my first marriage. Um, it, w- it was definitely he was a musician. We were 19 and everybody was like, this is a bad idea. You really should not get married to this guy. And I was like, no, I love him. I love him so much. And then what happened to two to four years later, I was so miserable. But I was like, no, I'm not going to. It took me like two years of being more miserable to realize, oh, mm-hmm. oh, I've made a terrible mistake. <laughs> yeah. No, I was I was in a relationship with, <clears throat> excuse me, with a woman who there, there were some health issues. Uh, and it was, you know, I mean, nothing like really serious, but it was, you know, things got kind of fucked up. Uh, so I didn't want to like, you know, Newt Gingrich giving his cancer ridden wife divorce papers on her deathbed. You know, it's like, no, I'm going to like kind of stick this out. But she had gotten, um, the, the Norplant, Mm -hmm. the birth control and, or it wasn't Norplant. She had done something, but it was, uh, the arm one. It caused like mood swings and oh, stuff. Nexplanon is what it's called. It was uh, it was the the injection one though, oh, not the, the not the implants. Oh, okay, it's one. like because you pointed to your arm. Yeah, yeah. It's that's. I was thinking like, like I have that no, one. it's not that one. <laughs> um, but there were like horrible mood swings and and she was trying to excuse her behavior as this is this is because of of the medication. And what I realized was. No, this is who you always are. The medication is just making it harder for you to hide it. You know, it's it's kind of like when celebrities say horrible racist things in public when they're drunk or, you know, oh, uh, it's it's because of the Ambien, you know, and it's like, you know, I know a lot of people who take Ambien that don't turn into virulent racists. Uh, so, no, it's it's these are things that are already there within you that. You know, maybe the drug or the sickness is just 
making it harder for you to hide that. But it was that realization like of, oh, dear God, like she, this is, this is who she really is. But then, you know, well, but there is like a, a medical issue being caused by, you know, it's a bad reaction to the medicine. And so do I walk out on her now or like, and self-preservation and yeah, I stuck it out for longer than I should have. And yeah, uh, uh, astoundingly, uh, it, it blew up in a really bad way. Mm. Who'd have thunk it? Who'd have thunk it? But learned from that and, you know. Well, but you have to have the uh, you have to have the humility to acknowledge when you're wrong when you're in the shit when you're in the shit and you're like oh fuck I I made a I made a wrong turn here you don't just keep driving yeah, down the wrong no road. no you're you absolutely go, right Hold on no but if I keep going if I keep going this way it, it's got to get better I'm just gonna keep on this road well you're gonna drive well, to Alaska that's well you know the, and, um, and then you're gonna keep going the crazy part <laughs> it's is, gonna is get that wet when you go on the dating Cold. the dating apps and you meet someone. They always ask the single people, uh, why aren't you married? And it's like, you know, and I'll ask them, I'll go turn around and say, why aren't you still married? Mm. <laughs> you know, because it's almost like, you know, it's like you. Who picks up the check then? Like if yeah, you, yeah, yeah. If, like I just topped your stupid question with like a great right. fucking We're both slam. Single. So now, you know, and, I think and, you and, have to buy. Right. And you want to come at me like, you know, why aren't you married? I said, I had sense enough. To say that and know that I wasn't mature enough to be married. I knew I was not ready to be married. And I acknowledged that. Did I love the girl? Yes, I did. If she'd have said, hey, let's get engaged. No, she wanted to get married right away and have children because I just bought a home. And I was debt free. And I had everything going on for me. My career was starting to take off. So, But I wasn't ready to settle down. I knew that. But you were what is known in the field as a catch. Yes. <laughs> right. But I just, that that always comes up. All the women, they could be in their, like right now, it's, it's kind of crazy. I'm, I'm 57 and I have women 64 hitting on me. So I went from, in four days, in four days I had 45 women come at me on the Facebook dating app. Oh my God. So, and I'm sitting there going, wow. And it was from 47 all the way to 64. <laughs> Yeah, wow. and all of them are like, hey, but they got all these demands and they have all this and I, I'm not looking for a player. And I'm like, you know, you should throw player out of the deal. Brothers ain't really play, playing like you think they're playing. It's, From what I've told, men over 50 don't have the energy to be players. Yeah. Except well, for my some, grandpa. There are, <laughs> right. there are some who do. And, you know, that's, take but two. they like the game, you know, it's yeah. like, it's, they're not a player. This is, this is the thrill of the chase, you know, right. it's like, mm. so you get, you you know, like, uh, uh, cat, you can have two trying to do four or five. Like when you were younger, can't do that anymore, but they'll put up with it. <laughs> they'll do two, you know, and, and she'll live way across town and the other one will live closer. So you'll, you know, you'll, you'll talk to two at the same, because, you know, it's kind of a. Cause you gotta have a backup, duh. Like, well, yeah, well, you at gotta, that age, one's gonna die. Like, come yeah, on. You got hey, options. Hey, 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 hey. Kid. Heart disease kills women a lot. <laughs> Dang, I don't want to have that. Damn, and I'm in that age group. Like, baby, you can't breathe. Help me. I'm doing CPR. No, I don't. You said heart disease. No, could be a turn on. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. You never know. But what I do know is that it is the 43rd Saturday of the year. 
which means there aren't that many left. Uh, and being the 23rd of October, that also means it is National Boston Cream Pie Day, National iPod Day, uh, National Make a Difference Day, and National Mole Day. And I was really excited because I misread that at first. I thought it was National Mole Day, and I'm like, oh, I'm just going to go to the burrito place next door. Um, not the furry creature and uh, not the things that you should have your dermatologist check if it's misshapen or weird, uh, but a, a scientific measurement. Oh, Mole Day. Yeah. I remember moles. Yeah. And what day is it? 10, uh, 1023. 1023. Yeah. yeah. So uh, like, 602 1023. What's a mole? Oh, yeah. It's, I vaguely remember what a mole is. I'm like, yeah, it's a measurement. And you go like, oh, there's like so many moles, or this how many? This is how many use, atoms in a mole. You use of- Avogadro's number to figure out how many particles, be it atoms or molecules, of a substance are in something, and then yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, I hated chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck that. I enjoy chemistry, but so many people tell me I lack it. With them anyway, it's <laughs> just the way I roll. But um. But thank you very much. But uh, on the Boston Cream Pie Day thing. Because, you know, as as I did mention uh, in the intros, I am your Vin Scully for the impending apocalypse. And it is a beautiful day for Dodger baseball. And as I said last week, out of deference to the MAGA crowd, I firmly believe that this is the year the Cubs are going to go all the way. Uh, yes, they're completely out of it. They, they are not playing in any <laughs> championship. But much like these people believe Donald Trump is going to be reinstated as president, I think the Cubs could still pull it out. Likewise, I think the nation of Prussia is going to win in the Olympics. Big, oh. big comeback. It's it's a year for comebacks. The Ottoman Empire as well. I feel like they're going to get a lot of gold medals. They they very well could. And uh, I think this is Alexander's year. <laughs> he he was known for hey, being hey, pretty and great. Don't don't count out the Sumerians. They mm. are gonna come back with a I you know I got to go with the Jude, the Judeans on this one. The Sumerians have their high point, but nah. I think ultimately the Judeans are gonna get in there and kick some ass. That's so what silly. it's all about. Yeah, uh, <laughs> folks, history history marches forward, and I know the whole you know idea. This is another thing that's been bothering me this week, and I was going to get into this like with a couple stories, but it seems topical now. Um, history marches forward, mm-hmm. and we've we have talked many times about how folks on the right wing of things or in you know the Republican Party take books like 1984 and Mein Kampf as guidebooks rather than cautionary tales. And it, one of the things that I've noticed this week. And with several different issues, uh, Justice Sonia Sotomayor, in her dissent against the the court deciding, ah, we're just going to let this Texas abortion thing stand until we actually, you know, take the case. Uh, it was her. There was. Uh, whoops, sorry, I'm hitting your mic. Uh, there was something. I don't know, but basically, there are Democrats who are kind of doing the James Bond villain speech for the Republicans. Take Sotomayor's uh, dissent. You know, she was like, I I feel that this decision is going to disempower women. It is it is going to mandate uh, uh, un, unsound medical choices for them against all medical advice. And it's like she's saying this is a warning. And at the same time, you can hear like Hannity saying this, the exact same words, but like, as the good points, you know? And so it's like, I'm hearing liberals doing 
what would be the James Bond villain speech if it was coming out of the the other person's mouth. Yeah. You know, it's, it's like it's that like that the Republicans polarized. are going like, well, that's what that's yeah, what it's designed to do. We want exactly. to disempower. That's women. the we point. Are too yeah. empowered right now. Yeah, we need to we need to put them in their place. Oh, God. What place is that? The uh, kitchen, duh. Well, anywhere, anywhere except the abortion clinic. You know, oh, and it's uh, it's. But the, we know we all know this. I, I mean, this is something I firmly believe to be true, at least that a, abortion is the wall. Like Game of Thrones had the giant ice wall, and the White Walkers, aka white supremacists, in in my metaphor, are trying to get over that great wall. Because once they get over the abortion wall, then they can start working on the next thing, which is women in the workplace. Yeah, or perhaps women's right to vote at all. They, well, there the, will then be another. They will find another fight to fight as soon as they get the abortion one. Like, mm. like the the people in the audience of a horror film who are like screaming at the screen, "Get out of the! Just fucking leave the house! Get out of the! What do you get out of the house?" We we kind of have that opportunity because you look at what's happening uh, specifically in Texas, which. You know, we are not the first, and it has been said many times recently, but Texas is basically the Republican blueprint now. It's like we got to get rid of women's rights. We got to get rid of voting rights. We have to have white minority rule. That's the way it should be. What are they afraid this of? Is, well, we'll get to that in a minute. But all of this is happening at the same time as Afghanistan is falling. And you're seeing stories in the news about the Taliban saying, yeah, women who had jobs you shouldn't go into the office anymore. And all of these things that like people are tut-tutting at or tisking at that, oh, so horrible what's happening in Afghanistan. Now let's get back to doing it here. And they're, they're not seeing, you know, there's like a disconnect between what's happening. Well, that's well, happening yeah, there. there. Is a disconnect. And it's, there it's is exactly a disconnect. the same thing that's it's being them, pushed towards here. To those folks, it, their problem with Afghanistan is not the ideologies. It's the brown skin. Yeah. Yeah, I I totally agree. It, that's what they don't like about it. It's the terrorism. It's the brown skin. It's the foreign religion that they that they don't believe in. Those are the issues for them. It's not actually the substance. Yeah, it's not of what it. they're doing. It's that they're doing it for the wrong god. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, pretty much that. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> Look, you can only be a Christian fascist. You cannot be anything else fascist. Yeah, because Christians. I mean, if you look at the Bible, you look at history, Christians know how to do fascism. So leave it up to the experts. Why do they leave it up to the experts when it comes to that, but they won't leave it up to the experts when it comes to the virus? It's not even in the Bible. It's everywhere else. It's all these myths that they layer on top of the Bible. It gets me so annoyed. As someone who actually has has read it and cared about it and was raised kind of Catholic, like... I I liked the the red letter Jesus is is what they call it. He was like very compassionate and into like loving each other, and it was great. It was very hippy dippy, and, and then they come in and layer on all this fascism, which comes out of nowhere. Well, like, because <laughs> and you know we've talked about this on the show before that like the quote unquote the Bible has been rewritten so many. It's I feel like I'm gonna launch into the old Albert Brooks. The national anthem has to be rewritten. I mean nobody sings it on the way to work anymore, but. <laughs> The the thing is, it's like the Bible as people know it. And 
you know, this is this is even disregarding what you were saying, Kat, about how all the shit that the preachers are saying, not even in the Bible, mm-hmm. but the actual source material has been rewritten to serve the power structure mm-hmm. so many times throughout history right. that it, you know, it's like you need to you need to look at it in the context of the times. But like you were saying, Kat, the red letter Jesus, that that is not going to help me the king maintain control over the the masses so no. we need we need a little more you anger need, you need we the fan need... fiction you got to write all the the bible fan fiction which is what everything is right all this popularity is just fucking fan fiction and even honestly even all the books that paul wrote who you know he wrote like acts and revelation i don't think he wrote revelation some other guy wrote revelations uh, but all those letters the romans and philippians and corinthians and all that it's fan fiction. Two it's Ephesians walking to a bar. Nah. It's it's like it, they believe it or don't believe it. Like huh, it's not the it's not the main shit. And everything else that everybody's adding on top of it is like you might as well be believing Scientology. It's just as valid as QAnon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fully fully agree. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you know what I think it it largely also is like, and it is it is the power structure. But you think about movies. Where you can you can go see a movie today, and usually more with the sequels, mm-hmm. and there's no shortage of those. But you can tell there are some movies that this would have been great if they just kept it away from the focus groups. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's and instead of getting something that the screenwriter wanted you to get, instead mm-hmm. you're getting movie by committee. And it sucks. It's boring. It's it's crap. Yeah. It's it's supposed to please everybody, uh, and it results in pleasing nobody. And this is what we're getting with the apocryphal writings and and the bullshit that the modern preachers add in and say it's in there. Trust me, I'm a preacher. You can trust me. Please put your child in my office. I will meet him alone in there. Yeah, but that's like I was asking you. Pay no attention. What is the fear? And that still goes back to what I was saying. What is the fear that people have about? What is going and going on in the world? You can't just keep putting up barriers to keep folks from doing things. You say, "Oh, we want abortion," but you don't care about foster care. Okay, we have a foster problem. Okay, so you're telling me I can't, ha- I can't, I can't abort my baby, but yet you want to keep. You're not doing anything. We're all who's going to take care of these kids that you keep saying if the woman says she doesn't want it. You know, and Texas can put as many laws as they want, but this is going to blow up in their face when they don't control. When you're continuously trying to tell people how to live their life, but yet you're saying. We don't want to have vaccinations. We don't. We, we don't. We're Honestly, not going to mandate. It's not going to work. The tough thing is, is people have to come to their own conclusions on their own. Like you can't make them like an addict. You can't make an addict quit their addiction. No. They have to come to rock bottom. And unfortunately, we have to watch half the country hit their rock bottom, and it could take a while. See, but, but and I'm fine with them hitting their rock bottom. The problem is they're also dragging the rest of us down. Yeah. And well, that's, that's they're, they're, unforgivable. By the time they hit rock bottom, we're going to have been like eaten up by climate change. Well, the, the fact that people are allowing themselves to... I mean, remember, the information highway was supposed to help you. We have all this information. But then again, you're sucking in the wrong information. You're letting people guide you in a way to where... Friendships are being busted up. Um, you know, we're, we're not paying attention to what, like, what really is going on. Like when we we have a problem here with our, um, you know, gas is going up. We have all these problems with uh, that's this going on. With we the can't, supply chain. Supply mm-hmm. chain. We can't, get, we can't get stuff in. But then also, 
we can't build houses. We have a housing problem. We're talking about building little houses for, but, uh, for the homeless. The problem is, if, you would, if the local laws would have just allowed people to build homes where they're putting up all these, these corporations are putting up all these major apartment buildings, you could have put houses in there. But people don't want their, the value of their home to go down, so they will block that and allow who's coming in the major corporations like Blackstone that will come in and build these massive places and people can't still can't get a home. Everybody's not going to move to Victorville or Apple Valley or, or they want to live where they want to live. And there are places, but local government won't allow that to happen. I know. I keep seeing like malls being in the, in the last few years. I keep seeing more malls, strip malls being built. I'm like, yeah, that's cool that there are malls, but we need houses. We don't need yeah. more mall, more stores, and that's, more stores. That's why you know housing is going up, and it's not because of the federal government. It is local government that are allowing people to say, "Well, you, you move, you, you start building houses, the value of my home is going to go down." But we need homes, you know. And the reason why your value of your home is going up because there is no homes. So it's, which well, is yeah, it? it's the scarcity. <laughs> yeah, and then you know the Increases corporations the are also buying up all the land or buying up the houses and putting in what they want, you know, and jacking the price up. So you're you're you're, you're still creating the problem. Then you want to say, oh, look what Biden did. That's not a Biden problem. Biden's only been in office. How long has Biden been in office? Six months? Not nine months? Uh, mm-hmm. Well, we are 277 days into the Biden administration, and as of today, we've got Timberney. 735,515 Americans dead from the coronavirus and 45,376,439 confirmed cases with about 219.9 million people having gotten at least one dose of the vaccine with about 190.2 million of them, including three in this very room who are fully vaccinated and one of us that would be timing having gotten the booster for them to blame uh biden for all the problems that keep coming up you know we having we're having trouble uh and people are walking away from the jobs right now even though you know la is doing well as far as in the job market the, the the job markets are picking up but um you know you just can't keep pointing the finger at biden when all these problems. I mean, the guy's only been in, a, he hasn't even been in a full year. And you're just trying to get your footing, trying to set things up, put people in play. You still got a rental problem that's going crazy right now. Well, but now. The, the one thing that, you know, and moving away from real estate for a minute, but towards the, the bigger issue that you were just bringing up with people blaming Biden, it's, it's the shorthand. It's easy to like, well, what about all the Republic? You know, he hasn't accomplished anything. Well, that's because you know the the Senate rules are being abused by the minority to keep anything from getting done. Yeah, but it's on his watch, and it's so again, like like with a lot of things we've already been talking about, like the virus, and we are we are battling ignorance, and well, it's it's and the soundbite. Yeah, it's the progressives, but, but it's leftists, the like the soundbites that. You know, people, it's a lot easier to sell people on something that doesn't need to be explained. Well, like Trump's health care plan. Remember, they kept asking him, well, when's your health care thing? Go? Two oh, weeks. Here in two weeks. When do you get the health care? Two weeks. Never came. <gasps> and that's one thing about they. Wait, Republicans what? Are, never you, put, are you suggesting that he never actually had a bigger, beautiful health care plan? Never. Weird. What? It, you know, if you extrapolate this, one might, one might start to think that you are suggesting... <laughs> 
that the Republicans have no actual agenda, nothing None. that they are trying to get done except for preventing Democrats from getting stuff done solely so they can blame the Democrats for not getting anything done. Yep. So, is so, that what you're saying? What a plan. That, well, Crazy. No, no. So what is Manchin and Cinema? what's their plan? To, so I, to make this. as much money as possible and get the fuck out while the getting's I wanna, good. I want to defend Manchin for a second. Like, not defend him that much, but he just wants a lot of means testing to stuff. That's what he's been holding out for, is what I've read. It's cinema who is, like, actually against a lot of the progressive no, cinema, goals. No, cinema is like definitely evil. the problem, but I I can't go with you on, on Manchin just wanting means testing. That's Manchin wants means testing... It's a delay tactic. It's bullshit. Joe Manchin has so much of his own money wrapped up in the the fossil fuel industry. And this is it is all about personal gain. Oof. And and but there there are legitimate things that he can sort of lay the blame on. But no, nah, I do not believe for a second that this is about anything more than personal gain. And and it's the the quest to maintain his job. I wish we could go to get some Republican, one or two Republicans on board with the Biden. They want the fact that people want Biden to fail. When you want a president to fail, people say, "Well, you wanted Trump to fail." It's not that we wanted him to fail. We wanted him to to, you know, when you gave this huge tax cut to the rich, but yet you said it was going to help the people below. That's not true. It didn't happen. It, well, and it, it never did. And right. that's and you had you had your health care thing. That you say, oh, we got it in two weeks. Never going to happen. And yet, here we are. You got Manchin and them saying, we, we don't want to get rid of the filibuster. Okay, but, you know, you, you, you got to know Mitch is going to block you. Mitch does not want Biden to have shit. Yeah, Nothing. because then that's what the Republicans can campaign on. And that is what it's all about. It's, it's like the old thing about the dog, you know, chasing the car. Well, what's he going to do when he catches one? You know, and... For the Republicans, there is no end game. They're just in it to chase the car. And they want to maintain the system so that they can keep chasing cars. I, the fact that they allow people to sell them on fear. Fear has been working for years. Oh, the, oh they're coming across the border. They're going to take this from you. They're going to do this to you. They had the guy on... Um, the guy who owns a bunch of land. He's a Republican. He... he um, he talked about, it was on 60 Minutes, and he stated that I need these workers. They're called the invisible workers. He's talking about all the people you know, picking the berries and, the, and all the vegetables. He said, these people are invisible. He said, if I wanted to pay an American to do this type of work, you'd have to pay them at least $35 an hour to do this work. He's paying 16 bucks an hour to get this done. And he said, I would, he said, I would, I would pay... Whoever, he said, but I need these people and I need you to set these laws up that they can come here, get vaccinated and get things taken care of. So he said, I'd pay for them to go to college. I'd even want them to come here legally. Yeah, we Just can't. So we can't do that. That's, you know, then they're going to start thinking that they're Americans and that they deserve rights and guys, things. And we're, we're kind of currently busy taking the rights away from the existing Americans. So if, if you and your immigrant labor could just go back to pick and berries and, and just keep feeding us. We'll worry about your shit when we, we when we have a minute, which Look, you know probably going to be in about two weeks when we come up with that big beautiful healthcare plan. It's just like the Afghanistan thing. It's not about what's right for the country. It's not about what's good for people. It's about ah uh, brown people ah uh, 
Yeah, and this is this is you, 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 you well, you never get to get cat to do. So you believe there's a racial uh, deal with this? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm, uh, hey, I'm just hearing you say it. hundred yeah. percent. I mean, well. with the immigration thing, duh, they they would love to have immigrants from Scandinavia. Oh, you bet your ass they would. But like, if it was a bunch of white They're, blonde you know, people coming in, or if it was Canadians coming in over the border, the, the they'd be Aryan like, yeah, let's figure this well, out. Well, maybe not but the Canadians, because, you know, they're polite, and then they might expect us to be polite, and but, we but, can't have that. But you got to know, the average construction worker today You'll is, be sorry. is 28 years old. He's not 19 like he used to be. So, you know, you got to, you got to, for them to complain about what's being taken from them, them being white people, saying that these things are being taken. No, these people are coming here working and they're working even harder and they pay taxes. And I don't know if they, they can say they're afraid of the brown folks if they want. They're paying their, they pay their taxes and they do what they're supposed to do. Well, and they would rather go back to Mexico. Speaking of the freedom that's being taken away from people, one person is definitely going to be losing his freedom as a result of something that happened this week. And someone else hopefully will be losing his freedom. And I'm not saying they're, you know, being scapegoated because they're white. And, you know, we need to prove that we arrest white people too. But uh, Lev Parnas, who folks, folks know as one of the big guys between fraud guaranteed. Uh-huh. Uh, so Lev Parnas was one of the guys who got money from uh, Oleg Deripaska, who Russian oligarch, whose properties in America were raided this week. Fun. Uh, Deripaska also, and going back to, see, there's the whole like wheel of corruption. We don't even need a board with strings connecting things. Deripaska offered to put an aluminum plant in Kentucky. And what do you know? That's when Mitch McConnell decided, you know, maybe we don't need to do these sanctions on, on the Russian folks. But Lev Parnas, uh, convicted this week of illegal campaign finance, mm-hmm. illegal campaign contributions, one of the recipients of this money that came from the Russian oligarch to Lev Parnas at Fraud Guarantee to the candidate, well, that candidate was Kevin McCarthy. And, mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of Republicans got money from this train. And... I think this is one of the reasons we're hearing a lot of whining from the Republican side is that, well, if, you know, if they're going after the, the main drug dealer, they're going to start coming after the users and we're, we're the users. So Lev Parnas convicted, can't wait for the sentencing should be interesting, should be interesting to see. And this is one of the things as, as citizens, we need to make sure that this isn't just the window dressing to, oh, okay, no, it's cool. They got Lev Parnas. Follow the fucking money and convict everybody who took a bite out of it. The other one that we'll see what happens, it has been referred to the Department of Justice, but uh, Steve Bannon may be losing his freedom fairly oh, soon. Fuck, I hope so. If Garland does what he's supposed to do, because, and as well as if, um, you know, Biden, what's, who had the info, the, uh, the, the telescripts uh, that they're saying that they let go through and Biden didn't block it? Oh, the yeah. executive privilege thing? No, no, yeah. the Library of Congress. Mm. Okay, that paperwork, Biden just went on and stated to, look, I'm not going to block that. And Garland, Garland can go through. If Garland does what he's supposed to do, he's done. They can, they can, they can go up in him like 
No, believe it. I think they. I think people say that Garland does not have a, a, an axe to grind, but the fact that, that Mitch blocked him like that, he may. He's he's playing it very well. I think deep down he probably does because they because they screwed over Obama when he was trying to get him to the um, Supreme Court. So yeah, we'll we'll see what happens there. I'm I'm curious to see. And one of the other uh, not going to be losing his freedom, but it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of years with Facebook because they're they're in the soup a bit these days. With uh, as as I was mentioning earlier, the reports that came out and. Uh, the the story about Carol Smith, who not a real person, it was it was a fake account set up by Facebook re- researchers, uh, and Carol Smith was a white suburban Republican woman um, who you know not really that political, but believed in going to church and that children shouldn't be traded openly and all that, and. Facebook algorithms essentially radicalized the fictional Carol Smith. They just like almost immediately it started like sending a bunch of QAnon shit to her feed and all this like radical Democrats are evil. Vaccines are bad. And, and mm-hmm. you know, Q will save us. And Donald Trump is here to save us. And Facebook with all this information in their hands, did nothing right and so you know time often on this show you you talk about how the pandemic and certain things they brought this stuff out into the open they they you know they made us aware of it it exposed it carol smith exposed this to facebook Mm -hmm. and they didn't do anything and january 6th happened and so it's like exposing it bringing it out in the open letting people know it exists that's that's the first step. Remember in the 50s when they were like, oh, Not let's blacklist way. all these. I mean, but history-wise. Right. Remember how, how they were like, oh, let's blacklist all these uh, screenwriters and stuff because they might make a movie that has a little bit of communism in it. You know, like full-on ruin careers and go after people for like mildly maybe spreading communism through a movie that maybe people won't even watch. Well, and meanwhile, to fast forward today, it, I mean, communism aside, like any any radical ideology can just be spread and no one gives a fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, wow, we have come a long way and it's not good. Well, it's I like wa- the opposite extreme. <laughs> now, I watched the movie Social Media and that is who The is. Social Network? Social Network. Um, that is who he is. He is a piece of shit. And he did everything that that, that guy is so ruthless and he, he's so cold blooded. And the fact that that woman was there and she told him, told all of them what she does. I'm talking about uh, Haig, Hog, Hagen. Hagen, yeah. yeah. When she was there, she told him, I will not do this. She immediately saw what they did and she broke it down and she made copies. I was like, good for you because I knew this guy was behind this crap. Paris France said that uh, what what Zuckerberg was doing was pissing off the, you know, he said, look what you're doing to our country. You're hitting, it's a $1.7 trillion company. And the the people that got killed in Indonesia when the army was killing uh, the, 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 uh, the innocent people there, you know, Facebook was showing stuff that 
they probably shouldn't have been putting out. They were radicalizing everything and putting this information out. And they said, look what you're doing. And he didn't care. It's it's really wild. It, it can really be leveraged by bad actors. I had something very strange happen to me um, in the last few months. So for about six months, I was in this Facebook group. It was called, uh, When Will the Polyamorous Shut Up? <laughs> Did they come it. to a conclusion? <laughs> never. The conclusion is never. Um, and and honestly, when I joined it, it was kind of um, just silly, funny memes. Uh, you could replace polyamorous with vegan um, or keto or anything where people talk right. about or CrossFit. It it was pretty lighthearted. It was pretty lighthearted. It had a lot of things like screenshots of stories on Reddit of people who were like, I wanted an open relationship, but now my boyfriend is sleeping with other women. How do I make him stop? <laughs> Like, it was like, girl, you started it. Like, a lot of schadenfreude. Um, it, it, didn't, it didn't feel like a bad group. And then one day, and this was really like three or four weeks ago, I logged into the group and I saw a post from an admin saying, in this group, we support Marxist ideologies, uh, like Stalinist, Leninist, Marxist ideologies. And if you have a problem with that, leave. And everybody was in the comment section like, wait, what? This wasn't a political group. Why is this suddenly a thing? I don't understand what's going on. And like there there was debate in there and and um, it was bizarre. And then I saw another post not long after that that was like, this is a hate group. If you have a problem with that, leave. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Like the the group changed quickly Mm -hmm. and. I'm like, what is going on with Facebook and with bad actors who are actually like getting people to join a group and then basically like changing the name? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, you've got a like, this is how you build a, a this is how you make a Facebook group that can then radicalize people is you get it to join, you get them to join because it's just a stupid meme group, like a meme shit posting group. Once you have your numbers up high enough, then you change the group to be a hate group or a radicalized group and suddenly that radicalized group can like fuck the fuck with people or fuck with the algorithm and get everything to get pushed out further right. into the public consciousness because it's a big group. Oh, although I do have to say uh, just from that story there is something I I find a little bit relief it it is nice to hear about someone referring to themselves as marxist leninists <laughs> rather than, you know, those guys are commies. Uh, so, you know, maybe that's Nice, mm. I guess, but I, no, I I totally agree. And the thing, I I am not necessarily saying that Zuckerberg has malicious intent. I'm I'm not saying he doesn't, but I it it reminds me of like that weird kid who. Well, let's just see what happens when I pull the wings off the flies. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not. I'm just curious. I, you know, I'm just asking questions. Zuckerberg I'm not, dropped out I'm of not, school, right? He was a dropout. Uh, I believe so, but I could be wrong. But they also were totally kicking him out because of the things that he did. You know, he, he set that whole thing up um, at the college at, at Harvard, where people got exposed, and he did some other illegal things he shouldn't have done. But he, he. He was always like a step ahead of a lot of the people. He he got off on showing people how smart he was, but he was also just and which turned him into the biggest asshole. And that's what makes him an asshole. See, but I, I was going to say, much like my ex girlfriend with the medication, I don't think that turned him into an asshole. Well, I already, think he already was an asshole, and right. that just brought it out. Well, he and, got off on the well, he got off on the like watching the the movie. 
He got the, the, the what are the, what are the twins called? The Housers? Sosa yeah. Mm-hmm. The, the Winkle House. Weezer House, yeah. And he. <laughs> Them too. Yeah. He, Winkle Voss. Winkle yeah. Voss, thank you. He got off on, <laughs> on showing those guys uh, <laughs> how smart he was. And he, he took their idea. And even though they said, I didn't steal your idea, I improved your idea. I didn't steal it. I just made it. I just. You know, took it something and and made it better than what it was. And he said, "What are you saying?" I mean, you know, he wouldn't answer. I, I didn't fuck your wife. I just satisfied her in right. ways that she never could. Right. You know, and and they, you know, and they did want to beat the, he. You know, when you're done, but he didn't listen to his buddy you know, who was who was the one that wrote the alg- algorithm. What was the? His, he's Hispanic. What's his name? Last name? Uh, I don't remember. You know his I name? Don't. The guy told him when he wrote him when he said, "Look, I told you that the the Napster guy was no good." And, they, and they, everything he said, I told you don't listen to him. He was he sounded shady and he screwed you. And look at all the stuff that happened. And when you see, you know, what is going on with them, he really does not. Well, care. you know, just think, I, and I'm not saying history repeats. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm not, you know, saying this just kind of goes to prove what we were already saying. But old times, you got to rewrite books in the Bible to fit mm-hmm. the agenda. Right. Nowadays, you got to rewrite the algorithm, right. and you know, then the sheep will come to you. Mm-hmm. So saith the shepherd. So saith the flock. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, it, it's not uh, the fact that flat. That telling someone that you know a flat Earth or a guy can believe that the Earth is flat and you'll buy it, and getting into a major argument. I saw the argument at my cigar lounge. Uh, this guy George, he just said, well, you, know, "You know, what you can't believe that they have missiles off the edge that they keep <laughs> you from going over the edge." I said, "Dude, the fact that you even open your mouth and say that, I wasn't even good at geography, but I can tell you that shit ain't happening." Stevie, I, Stevie Wonder <laughs> can see that that ain't going. I mean, okay, <laughs> Stevie, I, the, you're like de-educating people. It's wild. Yeah, and as we often say on the show, ignorance is not a virtue. Is that bliss? It, it may be blissful, but it is not a virtue. But they don't know that they're ignorant. They think we're ignorant. That's the wild part. Well, they're in a cult. You you just, you know, the thing is, you're, you're over here, to go back to my early comparison, you're talking to all these lawyers. You haven't even asked a four-year-old, let alone a really stupid four-year-old, how to handle your legal issues. So don't come at me. And tell me I'm uninformed when you're you're not even looking at half of the picture. Well, a friend of mine got mad at me because I would not and read. It's a, the back half because the picture's flat because mm-hmm. it can't be round. <laughs> of course. He asked me, he said, you're not going to receive Harvey's book? No. He says, and you also said you wouldn't read. Uh, what was the black chick that worked for Trump? Oh, Omarosa. Uh, Omarosa. Yeah, you wouldn't read it? No. He said, well, I mean, they might have some insight. That just, no, they don't. Mm-hmm. I said, I am not reading a book by Amarosa. Are you crazy? I said, he's amazing. Well, you, you, you know, you, you're prejudging. No, I could. What am I going to get from her? Please I, tell you me. You know what? what? I, tell when uh, honestly, and I've done this, and I'm not saying I I've ended friendships. I'm just saying I might have nipped some in the bud before they turned into horrible things. But when someone, well, oh, you're you're biased. You're not. Uh, tell you what, I'm going to go take a dump. I'll bring some back for you to eat. Right. I'm not going to do that. Have you ever eaten it before? You've never had my feces. So really, (laughs) if you aren't willing to eat my shit, I think that just means you're biased. You're afraid of what you might find out. There could be insight in there. Could be corn. 
but <laughs> might be insight. And you, you know, and I mean, people do not like when you basically use a metaphor to tell them to eat shit, but compare that to what they're trying to get you to do. It's right. like, I don't need to read Omarosa's book to know about Donald Trump. Yeah. It's, it's everything that I could possibly learn from that. I already know anything that book will add to that is merely gossip and like it's telling stories, right. but the, the meaning behind the stories already got that. Right. And They're, I even asked him, hey, did, you, did you read the book? Well, no, I haven't read it. I'm not a reader like you. You're a reader. So I would think that, no, dude, that's not on it, my list. There's so much value in being a reader. Um, my recent ex-boyfriend, he he's really, really smart. Like he went to Columbia and Georgetown and always was, was reading another history book and, and all of that. And it's so valuable to know things, to actually know things and mm-hmm. read things by real historians, real biographers who studied that and, and, <clears throat> and looked at all the actual details and, and reliable sources for things that I could ask him anything and he would just tell me. Like one time I asked him, like, do you really, th- do you think that this country is going to go into a civil war? Like, and, and he went into detail about how the military is configured and all the resources that we have. And meanwhile, like what, you know, some of the, the mistakes of the actual civil war. And he, you know, he went on and on. And he actually knew things that could comfort me and tell me like, oh, oh, if, if they tried to have a civil war, like they would just be mowed down instantly. <laughs> if they tried to secede from the union at this point, um, like that's the long I, story short. I and, hope he was right. I, I don't know. Maybe it's like the cultural, you know, the Jew in me, the, or just, yeah, my, my own cynicism that I bring to the table. But I look at stuff like, you know, we were talking about the DC cop uh-huh. last week who was telling January 6th insurrectionists, dude, take that shit off your Facebook page, and basically aiding and abetting, uh, giving comfort to the enemy. And I think there are enough, I guess the technical term is bad apples. Uh, I prefer to think of them as treasonous bastards within the military, within the police. Yeah, the three percenters, the oath keepers that. Yeah, I would like to think that the systems are in place to shut that shit down immediately. But as we saw on January 6th, it's really easy to fuck with the safety systems. Yeah, I mean, I do remember when we were watching the January 6th thing, there were those clips every once in a while you'd see like, wait, did that Capitol officer just like give up and move the fence and they just went in? Um, (laughs) Did that one pose for selfies with the insurrectionists? That was so bizarre. But it was it was just nice to hear from somebody who could just let me ex- like let me explain things in detail. And this is where this comes. Now from. let me this ask you a question. This it's may be nice. a little personal, you know. But since we were talking about relationships before, because yes, the comfort words are always nice. But being someone who who treasures honesty, and I you know, and I'm not like pitching myself here. Just like I'm I'm thinking like oh, I could see myself being in a similar situation. And wanting to give like the facts of the matter that are the factual basis for being able to say, baby, everything's going to be okay. I, I would be more inclined to say, oh, no, we're totally fucked. But, <laughs> but I will be with you until they come and tear us out of this house and throw us on the fire. Oh, no. I mean, it's horrible. But it's honest, and I think there's there's a level of care that would be demonstrated there. Like, oh, we're we're all going to hell, we're all going to die. But right. I, I, there is no one in this world that I would want to die with more than you. Oh, <laughs> that's really sweet. Well, I had a friend of mine tell me, he said, "Ty, you know, 
you're a fucking walking encyclopedia. You know about it. And I said, you know, sometimes knowing a lot of shit, because I love a lot of curious things that you read. and But then I've had people tell you, shit, why don't you just shut the fuck up? <laughs> you know, why don't you just shut up, man? I mean, you know, you're avian water drinking, uh, uh, you know, elliptical riding son of a bitch. You just think you know every fucking thing about it. And I was like... And then some days, because I like helping people, and I love to give, you know, if I had the information I want to share, and then some things inside of me said, you know, it's how you're getting ready to get in trouble because you know shit, and you make people look like an idiot. You know, so you're not trying to make people look like an idiot because you know, and I always that's why I always say, if you, please don't ask me something, because if you ask me, I'll give it to you in my way, you know, that we, ha- that we know how to give it. Not trying to be joking, yeah, but no, I'll no, no, give no. it it's in like your way. You, if, if you want, like, fine French cuisine, you are not going to come to me to cook it. If you want, like, great fucking comfort food, right. I'm your boy. Right. But that's the thing. It's like, if, if I want, you know, a, a very varnished, soft-focused, namby pamby way of walking around the truth i'm not going to ask you (laughs) it's like i always tell my my sister she gets mad at me i said you know hand freedom ain't for everybody god damn it why do you always say that i said because it means you're free to be an idiot and i'm i'm always worried about this like it's like that that homeless guy that you just saw walk by that you keep your eye on because you don't know what he's going to do and our society right now is at a point that you have to keep your eye on everybody because you don't know what they're buying into. I'm all I'm bothered right now of how these guys are just killing their wives and killing their girlfriends and nobody even cares about it. And I said, like, this doesn't bother you. What would make you? Why can't you just leave? Why you got to kill her? You know, I've had a lot of bad relationships, but I've never thought in my mind to kill any of them. I just said, hey, you know what? Didn't work out. Let's move on. Still want to be friends. Hey, these guys are just. I'm just totally blown away. I'm just killing all these women. You know, they, that, that Petito girl, what's her name, Petito? She, she shouldn't be dead. As soon as the cops saw the situation, dude, why didn't you just leave? So they found, they found remains. Allegedly, dental records confirmed that it's the laundry guy. Right. I'm, not, I'm still not buying it. And like when I saw when I saw the headline that uh, FBI says, you know, the remains belong to Brian Laundry. I, my first thought was like, well, wait, is this like the FBI that was taken down the mob like under Bobby Kennedy, or is this the FBI that didn't really investigate Brett Kavanaugh? Because what you gonna do? And you know what? This is this is how you know the other guys are winning mm-hmm. because not not that I'm asking the mm-hmm. questions, but that. We have to ask the questions. Used to be you could trust certain elements of the government, not not the whole thing, but, you know, and always trust but verify, as as the Republican God Ronald Reagan said. But somewhere along the line, between Reagan and now, mm-hmm. verify well, you became get- like you know uh, we don't need to check with the factual resources and the and the the trusted proven resources i verified it uh you know some guy on facebook said it good enough for me it all comes down to anti-semitism again because every authority source every authoritative source is somehow tainted by the conspiracy theory that that there is a cabal of jews that that's it yeah we prefer to call it a minion (laughs) <laughs> it's not it's not a cabal it's, well, a minion. It a, it's it 10 a, of us gathered in prayer minion, minion. not not okay. minion like the, Are the sure little it's not yellow a, a dudes. murder of jews like crows is that uh, no yeah no the the murder of jews that's 
Oh, that's two or three steps want. down the line. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what that's what they're working up to. Yeah. What? So like, I, that's ultimately what it comes down to is a distrust of government, and to just trust of government has to do with the anti-Semitism. It's all in there. That's what it. Every everything. I, I mean, maybe I'm just seeing everything the same, but well, I'm. But I, I, well, first of all, I love it when. You know, I'm not the one who has to bring up how things are anti-Semitic. It's like wonderful to hear from someone who doesn't necessarily have, you know, a dog in the hunt. So thank you for that. But also, I have worked on your podcast. I have been a guest on Villains of History. You do your research. You know, you you know, like, you know, you read stuff. You're not just like, uh, no, nah, it sounds like they hate Jews. Yeah, let's just go with that. You, you know, it, you it's know legitimate. What like, yeah. it all comes down. So the distrust of the government is because they think that it's been tainted by Jews. And, and the distrust of the medical community is because they think the scientific community is in league with the Jews. Like, yeah, it's, I'm, not, I'm not paranoid, but, you know, when someone says they're they're gearing up to do a Jews cleanse, I'm like, wait, what? What, what are you doing here? <laughs> this is a dietary no. thing, or do I need to run? Oh, no. But yeah, it, it, it's Ju- really juice sad. Juice cleanse. That, um, different. That they let Better. that... They don't even challenge that skepticism. Like it may be like a small pocket of of influential ones of those people uh, are are actually anti-Semitic, and then the rest just kind of fall in line with like, oh yeah, we're supposed to be skeptical of the government, well, and then, and then they don't listen. It ends up going, oh, we don't listen to any authorities. We listen to randos on YouTube. But well, it's also but- the thing like the plausible deniability of well, no, we don't hate Jews, but you know. George Soros has an agenda. <laughs> well, I would say that, you know, that's what Trump played on. Trump played it to, he played it, you know, perfectly to get people to buy into, look what they're doing. He got them to say fake news. Mm-hmm. Because, and remember when he was being interviewed on 60 Minutes, she called him on it. She said, you've been saying that fake news stuff and you said, all I got to do is keep saying it's fake and eventually they'll believe it. And then he turned around and he, he, he went after our, our Department of Justice. He went after everything and he, tainted all of it to the point that he sold the message that I'm the guy. So he has 78 million people buying into his crap and selling it. I mean, and to, I mean, there's nothing uh, that he can do anything wrong. They've interviewed him. They said, no, he can't do anything wrong. We want him back. He's going to be this. He's going to be that. And he's going to bring America. And if we just give him two weeks, he's going to give us the biggest, most beautiful health care plan. Yes. You know, and I'm, I'm going to be with you. I'm, I love you. I love you. I'm going to be there with you. And So I, I just, out of all this and all things that I've recommended on this show before, but if you haven't, a uh, little, little pleasure viewing homework just from concepts that have been brought up on this show. Uh, the Twilight Zone episode, The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street. Uh-huh. which is the one where the power goes out in a neighborhood in the suburbs and everyone's freaking out. And then one house, the lights go on. And I went, oh well, he must be behind it. And I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do the uh, spoiler alert. But the end, it all makes sense. Um, an after-school special from I think the late '70s, maybe the early '80s, called The Wave. Uh, oh, I remember that. Which also not gonna give the spoiler alert, but it's sort of a high school. Like not the Stanford Prison Experiment, but a social experiment through a club that it. Turns out, big reveal, no spoiler alert, but check that out. And Invasion of the Body Snatchers. The the 1978 remake, fucking brilliant and such a great cast. And there's it, it, it was PG and there's still something in there that like freaks me out to this day all these years later. 
But if you want the like the real red scare, because this is kind of going back to what Kat was talking about with you know blacklisting writers and and uh, maybe a movie will come out and no one will see it. Uh, check out the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers with the actor Kevin McCarthy, not the you know fascist tool in in the House of Representatives right now. Uh, and you'll recognize him from like so many things uh, in the eighties. Uh, great character actor, but. Uh, the Invasion of the Body Snatchers, an allegory for communism coming into America. Hmm. It's, it's a whole Red Scare thing. Oh, mm. fascinating. Yeah. But the 1978 remake has Jeff Goldblum, uh, uh, Donald Sutherland. Um, right. Fucking amazing. If you haven't seen it, need to see it. Mm. So good. That sounds, that sounds fantastic. Yeah. Is- it's, you know, as long as we're having weather in L.A. Yeah. 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 Add that to your binge list, kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be too busy binging Fast and the Furious 1 through 9 because I got to do a commentary. Oh, I'm on TV now. I'm hey. on a show called Hot in Hollywood. Holy shit. It airs on KDOC at 12 on Saturdays, 12 p.m. That's so. awesome. Yeah. And it's just like commentary on like celebrity bios and now movies. So I'm going to shoot another one on November 2nd. You and who? But it's going to be, huh? Who's on there with you? Um, it's, uh, it, I, I don't even know because they, they shoot us all separately. <laughs> oh, they so do? Oh, okay. I, I just come in, thing. I get makeup uh, makeup done. He picks out my wardrobe and then he's like, you know, he tells me a couple days or a week or two in advance. He goes, oh, we're going to talk about Carrie Washington. Oh, okay. So I look up her bio. I watched some of her movies. I ended up watching all of Scandal. <laughs> and <laughs> um, It was a great show. And then I go in and I get my hair done, my makeup done, and then... Hey, okay, we're going to shoot it. And he asked me questions. So, you know, what was the first thing you ever saw? Like, what did you think of Kerry Washington when you first saw her? When I first saw Kerry Washington, da 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 da. So it's fun. I'm, I'm, you know, having some opinions and whatnot. That's awesome. Well, um, congratulations. Thank you. It doesn't air a lot, um, in or on anything that a lot of people are going to see, but um, it's it's a first step. It's a first mm-hmm. step. In some markets, it's going to be airing at two in the morning. So there you go. <laughs> hey, you know, uh, Byron Allen finally uh, getting a star on the Walk of Fame. He, like, brilliantly, yeah. I mean, he, he already had an established career, uh, yeah. and then he had the money from that to do this. But you know how, like, for, I, I haven't watched late night TV in a long time because uh-huh. usually I crash out watching late night shows if the TV's on when I fall asleep. But uh, there was, like, Byron Allen's Entertainers. Uh, there was the comedy round yeah. table that he did that he bought basically infomercial time and put entertainment programming in. The guy's a freaking billionaire. That's yeah. what this guy's and doing. So That's the model. You He's are you the... are part of that, and yeah. uh, you will you will go far. I mm-hmm. I predict my prediction. Fingers crossed. And there we go. We contact. Funny you bring him up because we were contacting, trying to get word to him for the project. Yeah. Right on. Well, as long as as long as we're all talking about the things that we're doing uh, and and that we've got going on, this does seem like a good time to wrap up the show. Yeah. <laughs> sure, let's do it. <laughs> you know, we we are having weather. Let's get out there in it, so we have an excuse to come back inside and watch all these movies and TV shows that yeah. we were talking about. So, I want to thank you guys for being here, Cat Alvarado. 
doesn't happen nearly enough. Uh, so let's let's work on that uh, yeah. in throughout the rest of the year. But thank you for giving us some of the time that you do have. You do sound extremely busy. So as as we often do, please, uh, should you so desire, where can people catch up with you and yourself in person or online in the coming days, weeks, and months? You can find out about all my shows if you go to my Instagram and you just check out my stories. Follow me on Instagram at the Cat Alvarado. That's where I post all of my shows so you can see. You can come see me live. I'm all over the place. I was just in Canada. Before that, I was in uh, I was in Austin, Texas, and I was in Arizona. And this month, uh, this coming month in November, I'll be headed out to Houston. So if you're in Houston, Texas, uh, follow me on Instagram so you can find out where I will be. Right yeah. on. Well, thank you for being here, Mr. Time and Ship. Always a pleasure. Should you so desire, where can people catch up with you and what you've got going on online or in person in the coming days, weeks, and months? Uh, time and Ship at Weebly.com is my website. Time and Ship at Instagram. Time and Ship at Facebook. And Time and Ship at Twitter. You can also get my book, My East St. Louis, is on Amazon.com. And my my comedy CD is uh, Universal Brother is on CD Baby and Spotify. Right on. Yeah. Well, as as we have been saying, you know, people are talking about problems in the supply chain. You got to get your holiday gifts now. So uh, it, it, I know we haven't even hit Halloween yet, but I will say, if you are doing your early gift shopping, mm-hmm. there you go. There's a book and a CD that you can uh, yeah. consider buying for the ones you love. Me, I'm Dr. David Robinson. I've got things in the hopper, but nothing uh, that is going to be readily available anytime soon. So just find me on the socials. I am rarely on Instagram, but when I am, I am the Dr. Robinson. When I am on the Facebook, I am at dr.david.robinson. And on the Twitter, I am at Stand up, fall down. And if you made it this far into the show, you probably already know, but it bears repeating that we are on the socials as well on Facebook, all spelled out, let's be treasonable. And on the Twitter, we are at L-E-T-S-B-T-R-E-A-S-O-N-A-B-L. We take off the E's and pass the savings onto you the listener. Speaking of you, the listener, I want to thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, tell everyone you know, rate and review us on the platforms where you're listening, even the platforms where you're not, if you got the time and inclination. And if you didn't like what you heard, well, not sure why you stuck around, but thank you for doing that. Make you a deal. You don't tell anyone. We won't tell anyone. Everybody's happy. Sounds good to you. Sounds good to me. We will be back next week in one form or another. Until then, goodbye. goodbye.